Snippet, the short podcast platform. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to The Closet Space. It's season two, and we are back and gayer than ever. My guest today is someone who I met back in college at Chapman University and was wise enough then to know that she was definitely going to do big things. And she has certainly delivered. As a creative director at Playboy, Katrina Alonzo is informing the brand's future as they begin to reflect the new wave of gender and sexual freedom we live in. As a queer woman and a queer woman of color, she's on a mission to make sure that Playboy is a brand for everybody. Without further ado, my conversation with Katrina. Hello, Katrina. Thank you so much for joining me in the closet space. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to have you, not only just to have you as a wonderful person who's going to give us a lot of great insight on your lived experience, but also one of the things I love most about the show is how it reconnects me with old friends. And you and I got to share some time together in college. And I always knew you were super cool. Didn't know how cool, but now you're doing amazing things. And I would love to pick your brain about your your journey from then, but also your life journey as a queer woman and a queer woman of, of color. I'm so excited. I love that we connected in college. We definitely ran in in uh, intersecting circles. We never were really that close, but I always had such a, a great time running into you in college, and I'm so happy to reconnect. Same. And I'm also glad that we are going to be able to have this conversation that talks about something that we both have in common and something that like goes to yeah a broader connection that we both share that maybe we weren't able to touch upon earlier in our lives. Yeah. So my initial coming out was not by choice. I had a a razor flip phone, like probably most people at the time. I was around 16 or 17. And there was this feature that you could lock your message. And that way, when you were bulk deleting, it was that that message or messages that you locked wouldn't be deleted. And I had one particular message (laughs) I locked from a senior who was in my Spanish class. And at the time I was, I was your sophomore. So I was just had this giant crush on, on someone who was older, someone who was out. She had texted me that she was excited to cuddle when we were going to watch garden state at her house. That's adorable. And yeah, super innocent, nothing crazy, but my mom had noticed that I was texting very often and uh, I was being secretive uh, about it. And she had asked to see my phone, but I had deleted everything, but I had forgotten that I had one locked message and she saw that message and, you know, she didn't react necessarily super negatively, but was confused and then spoke to my dad. That didn't turn out great, but I think that what that led to was this sort of space where I didn't feel comfortable being out the rest of high school. So I told close friends. Uh, and, and kept that really close. I was, I was on sports teams and, and was nervous to tell any of my athlete friends we were close, but our parents were also close. So I was always so afraid of, of letting it slip because I didn't want them to have conversations. But by the time college came around, that was really the time where I knew I was moving to a new place. I would meet new people and I just felt at that point, I think in age, as well as being being in this new place, felt really 
in like I was in this space where I could explore that, what, what that meant to me. At the time when I was receiving a text about cuddling, I was just barely understanding that I liked girls. I was into girls. I didn't even really know what that meant because of the lack of uh, media and even really talking about any of that. Prop 8 was happening around that time. Mm -hmm. So it was just such a weird time for anything gay that was positive and nothing was really surrounding uh, positive gay media. So I think by the time, you know, a couple of years passed, I was finally in this, in this state to more openly explore that. And so that journey was really positive in, in meeting people and talking to other people who either had similar experiences or were in a space that felt similar to my own where maybe they didn't exactly know if they were gay or bi or straight but it was the place to explore and I know sometimes that gets gets a little bit of a, a negative tone as well because it's like oh you're straight but you had a bi phase in college <laughs> but I actually think that uh, feeling like you can do that whether you end up being a little bit more straight on the scale versus bi or, or gay I think that it's such a, a cool time to kind of grow into. Yeah. You're um, never going to find so, yeah. something if you don't search for it. And that is, I mean, obviously, yeah, like you say, the cliche, but college is a time of exploration. It's very important. You have new boundaries. You want to test new boundaries. You want to at least even just open up a little bit more. And that's something that you haven't been able to do in, you know, former settings. Do you feel, because in some other interviews that I've had with queer women, they feel like they, come out later in life or that the average queer woman comes out later in life. Do you feel like you would have come out later in life had that not been discovered or was the pressure around coming out that time? Would that have you know sealed the door at that point for coming out? Well, I guess I probably would have trickled it around that time because I was already thinking about it, but I might've waited because like I said, it was the first time I even had an inkling so I do think I wouldn't have said anything uh, to anybody because I was still in that very first instance of discovery. Okay, I don't only like men or maybe dating men isn't the only option. Gotcha. And so eventually, did you come out as a lesbian or did you come out as queer or did you come out as bisexual or how did you address it when you did choose to come out? I came out as bi and I, I do believe that because so many people have that experience, I, even myself, I, I definitely uh, had a, a negative view on, on bi people where I always considered it uh, back then a stepping stone. And that's not fair because that's my experience and perhaps many other queer people's experience, but it's not everyone's experience. So it, it took me a long time to, to kind of get there. And again, I think I, I do believe that my time in college and being able to explore allowed me to learn and grow and see that it really is a spectrum. But yeah, I came out as bisexual and I definitely still tried to date men. And it just, I remember there was the point where I was not connecting with, with men. And that's when I knew that I was looking. And so from there, how did you take your first kind of like steps into the queer community or the lesbian community 
after like, you, you really knew for a fact that like that was who you identified as? How did you take those first steps to, to join the ranks? I went to Hamburger Mary's Thursday night. Hell yes, that's where it always starts, isn't it? (laughs) It's true. It really is the slippery slope. We were there almost every Thursday for for a time. And I remember just feeling really comfortable in that setting. And that's sort of when I knew for a fact that, okay, this is for me. These are my people. I am one of you. We'll be right back with more from The Closet Space. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to The Closet Space. My conversation with creative director Katrina Alonzo continues. So outside of being an amazing person and an amazing lesbian, (laughs) uh, you are an amazing (laughs) graphic designer. You're an amazing creative director. So I'm curious, especially as I like to consider myself creative and I feel like my queerness and my gayness has informed my art over time. Is that something that you feel like shifted? pre coming out and then do you, is your work different after coming out? Yeah, that's a great question. Also, thank you so much. I, I love that we are both creative and queer. I love that creativity comes out in different ways. So a lot of it is the same in the sense that a lot of who I am is the same, except for the sort of addition of understanding my queerness and, and coming to terms with my queerness in my early times of, of being a designer. I think now as a creative and also having the opportunity to be a creative director and either working with other creatives or even following other creatives, I'm more aware of the sort of platform that, you know, that queer people should have. So one of my sort of missions in life as a designer is what good can I bring with my work? Um, And whether that's working with nonprofits uh, or friends who are working on nonprofits, uh, whether that is in the queer space or not, because I am queer. So I think as an added characteristic of who I am and, and growing growing into that, yes, it's, it's natural. That's amazing to hear. Yeah, it sounds like it was a fluid addition and an informed, it just informs your art a little bit more, informs your work. For sure. But speaking of your work, obviously on top of your amazing philanthropic work that you do for your graphic design and with other queer people, you work for an iconic brand. You're currently a creative director at Playboy. And Playboy is a brand that has like defined a form of sexuality for so long. What drew you to the brand and now what's it like to be a part of it as a queer woman and a queer woman of color? Yeah, Playboy is iconic. Well, I, I guess I should start. I didn't really know much about Playboy before. I joined the company. Once I started learning about the brand, and I suppose it's less of what drew me to the brand, but what has kept me with the brand is really its foundation in the values that I align with. The advocacy that that Playboy has done for almost seven decades in civil rights, in human rights, in gay rights, in First Amendment rights. I mean, the list goes on. It's kind of incredible. The longer I'm here, the more that I learn that I still am learning because of 
one, how long the brand has been impacting culture, but just how much people don't know because of literal thousands, hundreds of thousands of pages of history that I just keep uncovering. The core values that, that I align with are uh, obviously the advocacy I just mentioned, but the being a proponent and, and cultural mover, like you said, in sexuality. I think what's so fascinating about it, and if we go back to the beginning of when it was created, the 50s was a time when women really didn't have the space, even in their own home, to be a sexual being. That was for the man. And so when you have a space where you as a woman can be as sexual as you want to be, that is incredibly empowering. For me, the first few months I worked there, I remember the happy hours. And we would have playmates from, you know, decades past, but also current playmates who would come through to the happy hour. And their sentiment was the same, that posing for Playboy had given them this newfound confidence in their own body that they hadn't felt because of the freedom and power that they felt feeling good in their body and, and feeling really beautiful and sexy and yeah, empowered. I, I feel like I'm overusing that word, but uh, that, that is truly something that I've, that I've heard particularly from playmates. I can't, I can't ever speak on that because I've never posed nude and I've never posed <laughs> for, for Playboy, but I think it is so incredible to hear those stories and to, to feel those values carry through, whether it was from the 1970s that that a playmate posed or if it was 2016. So I think that the, the freedom, the empowerment of sexuality and, and also the social advocacy is, those are really, you know, core to who I am and, and my values. And I think, I think for me, feminism is giving women the power of choice. And so if that is, to feel sexy and to pose nude. Go for it. That's amazing. Absolutely. The power of choice in any and all forms is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly important. Can't <laughs> stress that enough. But yeah, speaking uh, on those playmates that you talked about finding new empowerment from their shoots with your magazine, a recent new playmate is Bretman Rock, who is a gay male person of color. Definitely a a swap and change for Playboy's tone, like a new image for what they normally portray. So how do you feel like Playboy's going to continue driving that like inclusivity and driving that new body positivity and body embracing all forms and uh, shapes and types and genders in its future issues? Yeah. So Bretman Rock, I, I will be a brand nerd for a little bit. He he actually wasn't a Playmate, but he was a cover star. Oh, and historically, with Playboy, uh, a male cover star wouldn't pose unless they had a female counterpart. So mm-hmm. you look at Steve Martin or or other men who oppose, and they are are centered with women. And so for Bretman Rock, and even prior to that, he had Bad Bunny uh, mm-hmm. to pose solo. I think that it aligns with Playboy. I think that people are stuck on on Playboy's history of women and the sexualization of women, whereas 
again, I, I think that the foundation and the core of its values and, and sort of uh, where we have leverage is it's always been about freedom of sexuality and, and human rights. And I, and I think that for today, it's what does that look like? You know, we're always constantly changing and evolving and making sure we're doing better. And I think that having men on the cover is, is the norm. It's, I think, having men, women, non-binary humans, gay, lesbian, trans, bunny, anybody in the bunny suit, that's, that's the norm. That's how we move forward today. We want to make sure that anyone can wear the bunny costume. However, anyone wants to express themselves. And, and again, like we, we spoke about it, it's feeling confident in, in their own body. Yeah, Playboy is for everybody. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining. Where can my listeners find you if they want to follow you on social media or if they want to look into your work or if they're a client out there and they want to steal you away from Playboy for a job? (laughs) Yeah, my Instagram is at in retrospect, but with a K instead of a C. Something I came up with when I first created social media and have stuck with it and feel very about <laughs> changing it for some reason. I like it. But, I mean, every time yeah. I see it, it's one of those things like, again, it's like, I didn't get it, but I was like, God, am I, am I just, I guess I'm just not cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it came from a project where we were supposed to look back at, at what we were thankful for. And I love that in retrospect was a phrase that, it, that kind of encompassed that. And I just swapped out the C for a K because at the time you were swapping out E well, for threes and Bring this full circle. I mean, I would say in retrospect, Katrina, your life has been quite a ride. And I mean, gosh, I'm so excited to see what more you do with Playboy, with your creativity uh, up in the Pacific Northwest and what kind of uh, good you bring with your graphic design work. I'm super excited for everything that you have to offer the queer community and the world uh, on on behalf of the queer community as well. This conversation, I'm so happy that we got to reconnect. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so good catching up with you. It was such a joy to reconnect with Katrina. As the freedoms around us begin to change before our eyes, it gives me great hope that someone committed to using their platform to do good will be behind a brand that, while controversial, has continued to push the envelope while discussing sex and its place in America. Until next time, I'm Vic Ravindran, and thank you so much for joining me in the Closet Space. Closet Space.